Welcome to the Heart and Soul Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Bernard. This is the place where we discuss authentic and inspiring leadership. It's the kind of stuff they don't teach you in business school. The Heart and Soul Leadership Podcast is dedicated to bringing you insight on how your leadership has a direct impact on people's lives. Let's do this. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to the 16th episode of the Heart and Soul Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Bernard. And today on the show, we're going to talk about money. Yes, we're going to talk about money. I have been procrastinating on um, recording this uh, episode because I guess I wasn't sure I wanted to talk about money. Uh, It's like one of those subjects that... You know, I don't know. It's not something I've spoken a lot in my life about, especially lot not on a public basis. So today, um, I'm gonna share with you my story around um, how I realized that money matters, and that I should have known where my money was. So that's the title of this episode. Um, do you know where your money is? Do you pay attention to your money? And I'm going to share with you a story of something that I did that changed my life for the better in terms of uh, being attentive to my financial reality. And I'm going to also share with you some statistics and some encouraging resources and news about money. I think you're going to like it. So stay tuned and let's get started. Okay, so this is the story of what I did on my three-day weekend uh, during Easter 2017. So usually Easter is a time where you want to spend time with your family. And at that time, I decided that I was going to do a three-day intensive workshop where 600 people Uh, were to learn together the basics of managing their money. So how come I was there? I think I was there by accident. I had attended a Tony Robbins event uh, where one of the presenters was Mr. Phil Town, who's now an idol of mine. This guy was so compelling that when he offered a free workshop, I thought this is a chance for me to learn how to manage my investments, which at the time I couldn't even have told you where the money was. Like, I mean, not even knowing what bank or what institution or what account had what in it. (laughs) It's like very (laughs) catastrophe, really. Um... Uh, In this workshop, I'm talking about investments, right? I'm not talking a workshop on how to do your budgets or how to manage money in general. I'm talking about how to invest money, like more specifically investment vehicles, products, institutions, etc. And I'm also, um, I want to make the point that I'm not going to talk to you about Budgeting in terms of you should have one less latte per day and save all that money. I mean, that's the most boring talk there is out there about money. So we're not talking about budgets, okay? Um, 
I used to, before I met Phil Town, before I, I attend this workshop, uh, I would leave all the money matters up to my husband, who's quite good at it, in fact, and who had an interest for the markets, and whereas I did not, and I was concentrating on other things, and he was interested in that, so he was uh, taking care of it. So I didn't have to, honestly. Uh, this is a you know partnership, and uh, I didn't touch it for years and years and years. And I realized that the reason I wasn't interested in money is because I was raised in a family that did not discuss money other than being mindful of the price of things, the bills that had to be paid. Um, but I, I can tell you that, you know, I didn't get much education at home and I didn't get much education in school either about personal finance, okay? Again, I'm not talking about budgeting. Uh, in, 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 in essence, I wasn't interested at all in the subject of money. I didn't want to discuss it. I'm still not too sure I want to discuss this today, but you know, I just turned on the mic and there I am recording. So let's do this. But you know, um, I had basically no knowledge of where the money was or even how to access my investment accounts. I mean, how bad is that really? I didn't care really. I trusted my husband and he he was, you know, making detours in his busy time to create events for me to sit down with him every six months where we would uh, review our investments. He would show me how to access the accounts um, and we would go inside and he would explain, you know, high level because I had a very short attention time span on this because I wasn't really interested and um, I trusted him so much that you know to me it was fine that he was giving me the explanation but as soon as he would be finished like after 15-20 minutes I couldn't take it so I would just like thank him I knew where the money was I knew it was being taken care of but as soon as we finished a conversation I would turn around and and you know continue my life and t think about other subjects and forget all the details until he would explain it to me again six months later. I mean, I have to recognize the patience of this man for all these years of me not being interested and him having basically the um, the pressure really on his shoulder because it's it's a bit nerve-wracking to to invest money because you, you can lose money and you never know ahead of time what's it going to do and I realized I was being irresponsible with that part of my life um, leaving my husband with the entire money burden um, and it's not just pay the bills and buy the daily stuff money is for all kinds of things uh, money ensures that uh, our, our son has a future money ensures that uh, we grow uh, as as time goes by and that we secure our future in terms of what do we want to do post uh, our working life, after our working life. Like I don't even a pronounce, want to pronounce the word retirement. I just want to call it post-working life. Um, that moment in your life where you just decide that you have enough to live for the future and you can just choose what you want to do. 
which does include I do want to choose to continue working or not depends on who we are um so there I am I embarked on myself all on my own I mean I didn't my husband uh couldn't attend because I chose this uh at the last minute um I'm on my own and I'm just I'm spending three full very full days I mean this workshop they made us start early eight o'clock eight thirty and finish around nine or ten o'clock at night on Friday and on Saturday and on Sunday we didn't get a break we did finish at four um So that workshop, we learned how to invest our money based on Warren Buffett principles called value investing. I don't want to get into the details of what was being taught in that workshop for many reasons. One of them being I'm not a teacher of financial things and um, it's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to just, you know, poke at your curiosity in terms of, uh, do you know where your money is? And are you investing your money on your own? Or do you have an investment model, something you really like to do with your money that makes sense to you? And are you someone who's investing your own money or you're paying someone else to invest it? Because oftentimes we're busy, it seems easier. They have an expertise, they know what they're doing. And so we're ready to pay someone else uh, fees in order for them to manage our money. But these fees, they really eat away at the overall wealth creation potential. It's like it's it's an amazing, it's a small amount. Maybe it's one percent or one and a half percent, but the damages that these fees do on, on the the overall growth of the money is exponential. It's just unbelievable and uh, the other thing you need to know is those fees will apply whether this uh, fund manager has brought you profit or not has brought you growth or not in the overall portfolio this year so sometimes they barely beat the market or maybe they don't at all and they still take the fees right to not grow your money they took fees for not growing your money I mean that's crazy to me um but that's all i say i'll say for now so back to the three-day workshop i'm telling you this workshop changed my life it was so simple to understand and it gave me not a recipe but an understanding of how and why to invest my money so i was now after i did this workshop i was able to have a, a sensical conversation with my husband about where the money in my account was was invested I started doing my own analysis reading on companies and choosing where to invest my money and I cleaned up the portfolio I took out stuff you know from from uh, stocks from companies that did not that I did not understand or that I did not believe in their overall long-term growth and I kept only uh, about I would say 12 or 15 uh, stocks in the portfolio. It's still a lot, but that's what it is right now. And then I realized that I wanted to be sitting on cash um, because of the market uh, volatility right now. And so I could make those decisions, you know, 
I could just decide what I wanted to do. It made sense. Of course, I decided together this money belongs to both of us. We each have our own portfolio, but it, it belongs to both of us. And it's for our retirement, for our future. The word I don't like, retirement. So we have to... It's not because I have these brand new understandings or I wouldn't even call them competencies, but uh, brand new sensibilities and understandings that I was going to go off on my own and do whatever. Of course not. We we still do this uh, together. And of course, I, al- I always trusted my husband. So we we have to, to do it together. Um, but the, the, the real thing that I'm wondering is how come I never learned the importance of managing money in school? All I learned is family budgeting, which is, you know, very specific. And then macro or microeconomics. So macroeconomics being how does uh, the economy work at the society's level? And microeconomics being how does money work in a company in very general terms for students, right? So there's a piece missing in there between the budgeting for a family and macro and microeconomics. That piece that's missing is, right, so after budgeting for a family, in the budget there's money put aside for savings, but what do I do with it, you know? So I learned how to save it, but I never learned how to what to do with it once it's saved. Okay, how to understand and what to choose. And of course, right now I'm talking a lot about stocks and the market because that's the model we chose. But if someone wants to go for um, real estate investment or invest in uh, startup companies, if that's something that you know of and that you really understand and you want to help local entrepreneurs or you want to be part of the startup world out there. I'm not trying to convince anyone to do value investing in stocks and in the market. That's not the point. The point is choose a model that fits you and work that model in the sense that makes you handle your own money. That's my point right now. Okay, so um, if we if we move on to a bit of statistics, um, my statistics are U.S. statistics. Um, in the U.S., 60% of women are either the primary breadwinner or the higher earner um, of the household. And that includes single women and single moms. So, of course, if you're on your own, working and bringing money, you are the highest earner in the household, okay? So that is 60% of women are primary or higher earner of the household. Um, in, in the U.S., in nine years, so that's 2028, nine years, women will control 75% of discretionary spending. Um, oh, this one is worldwide, and by 2030, 60% of the wealth of 66% of the wealth of the United States will be uh, controlled by women. So, just the fact that women live longer than men contributes a lot to this uh, situation happening. Um, 
think about it if you're a woman and you're not touching the money aspects a bit like me before and your husband or partner dies before you how will you manage the money all of a sudden like in your 80s it's not something that can wait learning where the money is how it's invested and how much it's bringing back for you for your future it's something that needs to be handled by both partners in 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 the couple so um the the stats i was uh discussing are um taken from gene chatsky's book women with money um it's she's she's just come out with this book a, a couple of weeks ago i mean anyone who writes a book on money Um, I can agree or disagree with some of it and you can also have your own opinion. I'm not saying Jean Chatsky's book is perfect. I'm not saying Phil Towns' workshops and points of views are perfect or they're the only things out there. I'm just saying that when you're looking to make sense in your financial life, if you've never touched it or never really paid attention to it, uh, what I'm saying is I picked Phil Towns' approach and no one else's because it's too confusing out there. There's too many people telling you what to do or are wanting you to do this or that. And my model is to invest my money the Warren Buffett style in the stock market, which I used to call the casino. I used to call the stock markets the lottery. I thought, you know, put your money in the lottery. It's the same thing as the stock market. That was my point and it was the end all. I didn't want to have any further discussion. That was my point of view. And I just thought, well, if my husband wants to play that market stuff, might as well go ahead. Now I don't have that opinion anymore. Um, I learned um, how to understand it. I learned that there's ways of of being successful even now where the market is really really high um there's a reason why warren buffett warren buffett is sitting on over a hundred billion dollars of cash right now he did make some large investments in the past year um but he is expecting the market to uh, go down a lot um i keep saying i won't say more but that's i'm saying too much already If you're young right now, uh, don't convince yourself that you'll do this later. Um, you won't. Later, you'll have other concerns like I'm really busy building my career and my family. I don't have time to think about money and my retirement is so far away that I have time, I have time, I have time. But you don't actually. Um, if you're not able to say where your money is right now and why it is there and what vehicle or why it's invested that way, Um, you should really deep dive into it and maybe let me know what you find out and let me know what your preferred investment model is, where you want to put your money. If you have a very small amount of money, you can start at rule1investing.com. Uh, they have a nice blog post on uh, small investment ideas for investing $500 or $1,000 or lower amounts. That's great for um, kids who are starting or young adults who have low funds and think they should ha wait for later until they have more money to start investing. Um the, the the thing is, and the point of this podcast 
is to just poke you so that you'll ask yourself, where is my money? <laughs> so that's it for today. Um, please leave a comment. Uh, ask a question. Tell me what you found. Tell me about your models. Tell me about your talents. Um, I want to learn from you as much as possible. This is not my regular subject. I'm, subject, I'm totally aware of that. I just wanted to flash a little bit of light on this particular subject. I hope you liked it. Please subscribe, leave a comment. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.